Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is No More Burnout. Burnout is a very, very common thing, like probably more common than we'd like to admit. I mean, have you ever felt burnt out? I know I have. And I have had moments where I'm just like, I can't do this. I'm done, right? I mean, there are jobs I've had before where I'm like, no, no more. You know that feeling, it's like something needs to change or that you have lost track of yourself, right? Sometimes we're so busy caring for other people that we lose track of caring for ourselves, and we're just feeling burnt out, just not taking care. And we're gonna dive right into the middle of burnout and get to the feelings that are beneath it. There's always feelings beneath it. And also we're gonna talk about some tools about how to move through burnout, right? And find a new way because we don't just stay burnout forever. We have to go through the process, right? It's a learning process and find a new way. Today I have on the show, Mary Hyatt, who is a life and mindset coach who specializes in helping high achieving entrepreneurs move from a life of burnout, just coping and numbing to get through the day, to a life lived in 3D connected to their emotions, their body, and their spirit. She helps bring her one-on-one and group coaching clients back to their enoughness and wholeness. Yay for that. Mary is the host of Living Fully Alive podcast that airs weekly where she dives deeper into mindset and helps her listeners learn to embody a life fully lived. She's also a top earner with doTERRA essential oils, helping teach women how to support their bodies and emotions naturally. As a trained hypnotherapist and kundalini yoga instructor, Mary brings a level of consciousness and soul focused to her work and everything she does. You can find her on Instagram at Mary G. Hyatt, H-Y-A-T-T, and her website, maryhyatt.com. So with no further ado, we're going to welcome Mary Hyatt. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, this is so exciting. I just love getting to connect with like-minded people. This is going to be a great time. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And I'm really excited to talk about burnout. We have never specifically talked about this topic, but I think it's really important. And I think sometimes we might even feel burnout and we don't even really know how or why that we got, you know, how do we get here, right? And totally. so- yeah, right. And so I'm going to like, let's dive into that. But before we do that, I just want you to share like a little bit about your journey, maybe places where you felt burnt out in your life and kind of, you know, what was life eight, 10 years ago? What's life today? Yeah. Ugh. I love kind of taking that pause to rewind and remember because man, I think this is 
So true for all of us. If we do rewind and we remember, man, there was a moment that life was a lot harder (laughs) and a lot, I don't know, darker. And it certainly was for me like eight to 10 years ago in my life, I was married and it was in a pretty dysfunctional marriage. I've since been divorced, but I was in that marriage. And I mean, to be honest, I was surviving. I had extreme depression. I had extreme anxiety to the point where I was nervous to really get out of my house much. Like I had my husband at the time go get food or do most of the shopping or the errand running. And I was pretty contained at home. And I had this kind of response to life that made me feel like I have to fix myself, fix this part of me that felt so just confused. I didn't really know who I was. I was in this place of, um, at that point, almost numb. Like I wasn't feeling, I wasn't crying. I wasn't in a place where I was alive at all. I was like sleepwalking. It was the, the, the walking dead in real life, you know? And I kind of got to the place where I ended up figuring out like, you know what, this is not, this is not enough. Like there's got to be more to life than this. Like that was this moment I can remember looking in the mirror at my own eyes and I had gained like 80 pounds. I had autoimmune disorder. I had all this anxiety and depression, like I mentioned. And it was like, what happened? You know, like, who am I? Who have I become? Where Where did this go wrong? But I had this little spark. I had this little moment where I just thought, God, there's got to be more than this. And so I ended up uh, going out to Amazon or getting online with Amazon and ordering like 20 self-help, self-development books. And I was like, all right, I'm going to figure this thing out. And I just feel like that was just grace of just something bigger than me that helped me get these books to start learning about who I was. But what's interesting is that through this process, I started to take this numbed out energy and I became almost like obsessive about wanting to fix myself, obsessive about wanting to do all this self-help work, do all this self-development work, you know, create a business for myself. And I did. And I went, it was like the pendulum swing, like all the way to the other end to the point where I found myself about five years ago, completely burnt out, burnt out on self-help, burnt out on the amazing career that I had created for myself, burnt out on reading, burnt out on my relationships. I mean, it was like everywhere I looked, the word that came to mind was just pure exhaustion. It was, it was, it was too much. It was like, I need to rest. I need to slow down. And I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that in a way that's not going to disrupt my life. That's not going to kill my business. And it felt really dire. It was like, I had gone from completely numbed out to completely burn out. And it was really a beautiful invitation when I can look back at it. It didn't feel like that at the time, (laughs) but it was really like a beautiful invitation to say, okay, what's out of alignment here? Where have you been trying, still trying to get approval, still trying to earn love, trying to fix what was broken and really an invitation to come back home to how can I be my truest, most authentic self and lead and operate in love from that place where I feel like today I am, I feel just so balanced. Like I feel like 
yes, there's still practices. Yes, there's things that I do to make sure I stay in alignment with that. But I know kind of where I'm aiming. I know where, where I'm trying to hit the target. And it's like, I now can say that I have a thriving business, but I also have a thriving life. And there's balance to it where I know the pitfalls that, that lead me to a place of complete burnout. And it's, you know, sort of measuring that against my actions and behaviors and my habits and going, let's not step into to the landmine here that walks me to this state of burnout. And what can walk me towards more of this state of being in a state of th- surviving, I'm sorry, of thriving, of, of being out of that survival state. And that's where I feel like I'm at, at now. I feel really great about that kind of new awareness and new balance in my life. That's wonderful. And I love that you bring up this dichotomy because I think I think we as human beings do this all over the place. Like be it if you want to like eat healthier or if you want to, you know, build a business or you want to go in a new direction. It's like we want to go from zero to a hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like I wasn't doing this before and now I figured it out. And then it's just like putting all your energy into something and just going to the opposite extreme. It's like bouncing from extreme to extreme. Mm-hmm. And I love that you share about, you know, burnout because it happens, right? It's like, it's all about balancing our energies and finding balance. And sometimes like you need to go to extremes to find the balance, right? It's like, I go, I swing yeah. from here to there to like somewhere, find the middle. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Like, so I was fascinated by this concept of burnout. And like, I think we all have moments of feeling like we might experience this, whether it's in work or just in the way you're living your life, like at home, it could be in any area, but they did a survey, the Gallup poll recently surveyed like 7,500 full-time employees about burnout specifically. And they felt that 23% of people in the workforce that they talked to felt burnt out more often than not, like just kind of always feeling burnt out. And then an additional 44% said they felt it sometimes. So that Mm -hmm. together, right, is like almost 70% of people that are experiencing various levels or admitting, right, saying that they're experiencing various levels of burnout. And so, you know, that's a big number of people. That's, That's the majority of people that are saying like, hey, yeah there are times where I'm feeling this sensation of just being burnt out. So I'm, it got me questioning, like, why do we experience this? Like, what do you think is in your own life even? Like, why the burnout? Like, what led up to that? What is even like the sensations of burnout? Yeah, I think there's two main kind of contributors that I see that, that result in burnout. I think one is psychological and one is cultural. So the psychological piece, and this is what I deal with a lot of my coaching clients in because it's a little bit harder to see. I mean, sort of navigating our subconscious, but I think that overworking or overcommitting ourselves. I mean, I'm from the South, I'm from Nashville, and there is sort of this expectation as women here where it's like, you say yes, whether you feel like saying yes or not. And it's this overcommitting of our time. We're saying yes to being the parent room teacher, um, you know, 
coordinator. We're, we're, we're saying that we are going to be there and bringing snacks to the kids' soccer game. We are going to sign up as a volunteer here. We're going to be the Bible school teacher. We're going to, um, you know, all the different things in the South that I can think of, you know, or just even just showing up in our place of work and overcommitting our time, working past 5 p.m., working on the weekends, not having great boundaries. And to me, if we look at the root below that, why am I overworking? Why am I overcommitting? Why do I have this sort of sense of lack of boundaries? To me, if we peel back the layers, and this is, I think, just a multi-stage process of doing that, it's little by little, but what I find with my clients is that at the root, it is a coping strategy. It is a defense mechanism that we have learned that really guards ourselves from pain and having to deal with something that feels too difficult to deal with, like a marriage that we don't want to be in, or the lack of approval from a parent or a family or friend, Um, the fear of ending up alone, the fear of death, the fear of being an imposter, imposter syndrome. It's like there's these kind of issues that that are right below the surface and they threaten our, our sense of sanity potentially, like that's at least how we perceive it. If we give in to that, if we feel some of those um, deeper kind of issues, I think that a lot of people are scared. Like, I don't know if I can go and check in with myself. Maybe it's grief from, I was just talking with a client earlier today who had lost a baby um, 10 years ago. It was just coming back up now. And it's like, I don't want to go there because I don't know if I'm going to get stuck in that grief or stuck in that fear or stuck in that loneliness or anger or whatever it might be. We don't have a lot of familiarity with our emotions and our emotional process. And so a quick strategy is let me overwork. Let me get to the point where I don't have enough energy and I'm just so distracted by, by overcommitting that I can ignore it and I can deny it. So to me, from a psychological perspective, it's a coping strategy. It's a defense mechanism and it's a really good one. Like if we can remove the shame out of it for a minute, it's like, it works. Like there's a reason that we do it because it does allow us to check out from some of the harder stuff. It does allow us a reprieve from some of those heavier emotions. And so I see that happening a lot that it's like, you know, a, a way to avoid, or another psychological component to this is it's a way of earning love and gaining approval. So a lot of people's definition of success, for example, is when I do this, when I achieve this, when I accomplish this, sort of that destination addiction, right? Like where I'm headed, once I get here, then I'll be enough. Then I'll be loved. Then I'll be happy then I will, you know, have whatever it is that I feel like is missing out of my life. And so there's this sort of like enoughness piece that comes into play. I need to be enough by what I do and what I achieve, or once I get there, that will be enough. So that's kind of the psychological piece of this, this route that I see of why people turn towards overworking, overcommitting that ultimately leads to burnout. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, we talk a lot on the show in so many different ways about the emotional undercurrent, right? Like the things that we're doing to not feel our feelings Mm -hmm. or to not look at our truth about something. I mean, it's complex, right? Like we put up many different layers of things to insulate ourselves from from our feelings or from seeing like 
okay, this isn't the relationship I really should be in anymore, right? Or I need to move jobs. Like these things that are really big choices and really scary for people. Yes. And so we have so many different, you know what I mean, ways of like kind of insulating ourselves from that. So I love that. And I was wondering like what your thoughts are on, um, do you think men and women experience burnout differently? I think so. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of, I, I like this question. It's kind of one of those topics that I, or questions I keep coming back to. And I think, is it really that different? You know, the way that I feel and the way I experience burnout, is that different? Or is this just how men have always felt? And now I'm finally getting it. And I think it's different in that there's a pressure that women have that men don't have. And I, I do a lot of work around body image and a lot of work around finding our own sense of self-worth, but there is this concept called the third shift. So the first shift would be your job. So that I'm assuming that, you know, most people listening, you know, have some kind of job that they're working, even if they're a stay-at-home mom, maybe they have a, a network marketing business, maybe, maybe you are, you know, an entrepreneur, business owner employee. So that's kind of the first like traditional shift showing up nine to five or something to that regard. The second shift is going to be the traditional kind of maternal, historically feminine role, which is taking care of the home. So dishes, food, laundry, childcare, all of that. But now what I'm seeing, which is really interesting, that is exhausting us, I think even more as this third shift which is the idea of being the beauty. And so I don't know if you've noticed this, but I feel like it's just exponentially become more common of women having a lot of emphasis of taking care of their appearance. So it's like when we're not taking care of the home and the dishes and the, and the food and the kids and working our job, we are getting our lashes done. We're making sure that we're, our skin is looking great. We're working out at the gym. We are... Um, making sure that we, you know, for some, like having a tan, having, having that perfect body and the obsession over dieting, the obsession over um, being thin and even more and more and more with our appearance of our face as technology is increasing. It's like, there's a lot of emphasis on being the beauty. And so when you take all of that and you think about working a shift, number one, shift, number two, and then the third shift, which is this beauty element, it's like, the expectations of a woman to be able to have all of these plates in the air spitting perfectly without coming and crashing down. It's like, yeah, like I think that that's unique to women. That isn't necessarily something that men are looking at sort of being the multitasker and sort of holding it all and handling it all. I think, I think it is different. I think burnout is real for men for sure, but I think it's a different type of burnout, if that makes sense. Yeah. And just like, you know, when you talk about, they talk about men being more single focused and women being able to, you know, multitask, not that it's always a great thing, but focus on multiple things. Um, you know, I, I'm just guessing, but I would guess that if you asked men that are, you know, in the workforce, that what is the source of burnout, it would be their job, right? Sure. Like it would be this like one thing where if you probably ask women, again, I'm just guessing, there mm -hmm. might be, like you said, these three different things or aspects, you know what I mean, around these three different topics. And maybe even there's more, right? Yes. Some women would report 
where it's it's this coming together of all of these different aspects that really feels exhausting, right? Like not just, I mean, for most women that I know, like just thinking off conversations I have with friends or colleagues or whatever, it's not going to be just one of those. Right. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, it's just this that's causing, you know, it's going to be like, well, this and on top of this and on top of that, like (laughs) that's what's causing the burnout. So that's interesting. I love that um, vantage point because I, um, I sense that it's a different concept. It's we, like you said, we are, we're in a different time. And I think even just with the complexity of life now, we can, we can have burnout. So like when you think about, you know, when you were very young or even the generation before us, there just wasn't as many bills. Like they didn't have cell phones, right? They didn't have this. They didn't have, there was so many things we didn't have. Right. And so we just didn't have that type of inundation of information and the things that we think we need to be okay. Right. Like what's a normal life? Like, oh, I have to have this and I have to have that and I have to have that. There just wasn't that many things available. So we didn't think we had to have those. And also like there was an instantaneous like contact by phone. Like if you called and the Mm -hmm. phone was busy, you just waited like right. until the phone wasn't busy, right? It wasn't this, oh my gosh, someone hasn't called me back in an hour. Where are they? What's going on, right? So yes. I think that too contributes to burnout. Oh, for sure. And I think that it is a really unique time because we have so much information coming to us all the time. There's just straight up mental fatigue as well. I mean, it's like that constant neurological processing of information and downloading and digesting. I don't even know that we get to the point of digesting or, you know, it's just, okay, let me take it all in and just scrolling through social media and being so connected all the time from the moment that we wake up and grab our phones to the moment that we go to sleep. And the last thing that we touch is our phone that I think that there is not a lot of space that is culturally created for the pause for a moment of tapping in, of like checking in. Like like if I were to ask anybody listening right now, like let's just take a little pause and moment of an honesty break and saying like, if I gave myself permission to feel it, where do I feel deprived? I feel deprived of like, you feel deprived of your sleep, emotional support, um, time to yourself. Do you feel deprived of physical energy? Do you feel deprived of companionship or intimacy or touch or peace right and so it's like part of this is is not even having what we feel like as just a moment to check in and saying how am I doing where am I at like part of getting out of burnout is understanding and recognizing where you are at right now and I think that when we're moving so fast and we have so much information that we're consuming Oftentimes that doesn't give us the opportunity to see like, do I need to take a break? Do I need to stand up and move my body? Do I need to eat something? Do I need to drink some water? Like just kind of those basic things of checking in and being aware of our bodies, aware of our energy. And so it's just, it's just a lot that is coming, coming at us. And if we're not conscious and if we're not aware of this, I mean, really the only option is just straight up exhaustion. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, so human beings are adept at kind of filtering things out all in the name of like survival and just keep going. And you know what I mean? Not seeing that there's any other possibility outside of that. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm wondering, like, for somebody that maybe is definitely resonating with, like, yeah, I'm exhausted. Like, what are other signs and symptoms? Like, because sometimes, you know how you listen to something and someone goes, well, if you're feeling these things or if this is going on for you, like, you know, you might feel like burnout and you're like, that's what it is. I'm burnt out on this aspect of my life. So, so what are some of the kind of criteria that you would see or that you see in your coaching practice with people where you're like, okay, this person needs a shift because I feel like they're just really tired and burnt out with what's going on in their life? Yeah, I love this question. So I think that number one is foggy thinking. So if you have that sort of just what feels like a haze walking around and it's sort of this perpetual state of, I can't quite get that thought to come forward in my mind and every just everything feels a little bit sluggish, that is a result of burnout. That's a great indication that you are <laughs> past the point where your brain is like, man, I, I need to shut off. Um, it could also be feeling angry or resentful. Like I see that a lot where the, the drama kind of surrounding burnout tends to be sometimes more of the focus than the burnout. Like, God, I'm so angry that this person won't do this for me, or this person isn't doing um, what I want them to be doing, or I'm feeling really resentful that I'm giving so much and nobody's giving to me. And I'm putting all this energy out and there's conversation. If you, if you he start hearing yourself, having that dialogue with other people about, things related to anger, feeling anger, anger towards other people, lashing out for no reason, being in a car and having road rage. That's a really good indicator. Like, Ooh, like I'm, I'm right on my edge. It could even be that feeling like I don't want somebody to look at me for longer than a second. Cause I feel like if anybody really looks at me, I might cry. Mm. Kind of that feeling of like, I'm just hanging on by a thread and I don't want to be exposed in that. And so the sort of like finding yourself avoiding connecting deep with people or, or resisting wanting to be known like those to me are indicators that you're probably past, past the limit. Um, I think there's just practical things like difficulty sleeping. That's a big one. Um, or just feeling like that afternoon, total slug sluggish exhaustion where it's like the only thing that you can do around three or four o'clock is grab another coffee or grab something sugary to sort of give you that that boost because it's like your adrenals are just shot like there's nothing left and so you've got to stimulate your mind with caffeine or sugar and so I think sometimes our bodies will tell us even before anything else it's like if we tap in and we go man, I have chronic neck pain. I have chronic pain in my right shoulder. My lower back is constantly hurting me. Um, weight gain can be oftentimes a sign of burnout where our body goes into like survival protection and puts on extra weight just to protect ourselves. I think the body can, can speak a lot to us first before even we have the awareness to go, yeah, I'm mentally exhausted or I'm you know, tapping into how I'm feeling. Absolutely. Those are amazing things. I think just having signposts to be like, yep, yep, right? Like boxes we can mm -hmm. check, like, yeah, I'm experiencing these things, help us to get aware. And then from that awareness, we can start to make different choices. So thank you for that. For anybody listening who is interested um, in finding out more about Mary's Hub and her coaching, can you tell us where you are, where we can find you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to my website, which is maryhyatt.com and all my, all my goodies are there, coaching, all that kind of stuff is there. Or another place that I love to connect with people is on Instagram. And so it's just Mary G Hyatt, like Grace. So Mary G Hyatt. And I post every day. I have stories and that's a really fun way for me to connect with people through my direct messages and get a lot of content um, out that way in addition to my weekly podcast episodes as well. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, we're going to ask you the four questions we ask all of our guests, and I'm excited to hear your answers. Um, It's based on a process called the anatomy of transformation. And the first pillar in the process is truth. And I believe that when we discover like new truths within ourselves, that those are catalysts for change in our life, that they're going to put things in motion. So what is a new kind of truth that you have become aware of maybe even recently in your life? Yeah, I, I would say that I've been, I've been learning a lot about masculine and feminine energy and how I can show up and still be like boss babe and also have this softness to me. And for the longest time, I thought that I had to choose one or the other, that it was like I had to be all masculine, achieve a lot, produce a lot, make things happen, or I had to sort of be in this almost like motherling, nurturing role that felt... Um, sometimes weaker in a sense to me. And I think what I've learned recently is that there is such strength in both of those energies and that they really truly can exist together, that I can have a thriving business while also bringing my femininity into the equation and that that is such an asset to the, to the masculine energy and that I can hold both at the same time. I love that so much. It's so powerful. And I think that's, you know, what's going on on earth right now. Like there's certainly so much femininity that can foster business, right? Business development in different ways and growing businesses in different ways and foster greater health. So I love that. Um, The second pillar is release, which is what is it for you that needed to be released, be it a belief set, a limitation, a way that you were seeing yourself or life for you to kind of step into balancing these energies? Mm, this is such a great question. Um, I think I had to release the belief that there was a right way of doing something. I think that in my journey, comparison has been a trap that I've fallen into often and looking at, okay, this is what somebody else is doing and this is why they're successful. I've got to do it that way. And that, that there's really kind of is a, a right way of making things happen that, that equate to a happy life or a successful life. And just releasing that to come back into my own intuition, to trust my own intuition to say, you know what, I can't screw this up. Like what, where I feel uh, called, where I feel called to move and where I, I feel called to serve and to show up, that is enough. And that it might look different than somebody else, but that that truly is like what's right for me and the right way forward for me. Mm, so beautiful and so true. The third pillar is experience, which is a new experience happens when we release something. So when we start to step into like, there's no right way and you start stepping into, okay, well then I'm kind of going to look into infinite possibility of the ways that I want to do something or that's an expression of myself. What changed in your daily life or the way that you run your business? Like, how is that showing up in your field now? Yeah. So I think 
coming at this place of going like, I can really trust in myself. I think what's amazing and that's what's showed up for me is that the process of the process of showing up in my work has become so much easier. Like I think what I'm experiencing now is ease. It's like when I stopped trying to fit myself into the mold of what I, what I defined as success through the lens of somebody else, I was able to realize like for me, when I am in total alignment with my truest and highest self, there is ease to that. There is grace to that. And that is a beautiful new experience of moving from a place of flow versus force. Mm, love that. That's so powerful. And I know you touched on this earlier, um, but maybe you'll share some. So the fourth pillar is align, which is what are the things that keep you in a high frequency, be it practices or rituals or people or anything that you do that kind of returns you to authenticity, to your own truth? Yeah. My favorite is meditation. So I, I offer guided meditations to my audience. And one of my favorites to guide people through and one that I do every single day for myself and my own vibration is to anchor into the light and to align myself with the highest vibration of love and light. And like actually visualize that, like visualizing a giant sun above me and connecting to the heart of the sun, connecting to source and pulling in that light, like all through my body. And I go through a process kind of like a body scan where I start at the top of my head and move that light through breathing that in through the inhale into all the tissues, muscles, fascia, my bloodstream, my vital organs, everything pulling in that light. And it's like, when I finish that meditation and it's about a 15 minute meditation, I am like charged up and ready to go. I mean, it, it, it is night and day difference when I do it and when I don't do it. So for me, it's always coming back to calling in the light aligning back to the light. Mm, I love that. And I love how you just simply stated it. Like anyone can take that if that tool resonates with you guys and just start utilizing that to call in the light and to call in that high vibration of love. Um, I think sometimes we think um, that things need to take a long time, right? Or we have to really study something to do it. And it's just whatever resonates with you. So I love that you mm -hmm. gave us that, that simply. And that's something that anyone can start doing today tomorrow, whenever. So thank you so much. This was awesome. So many great tips. I think it'll be eye-opening um, for all of us to just kind of look at our life and say, you know, where might I be having some burnout and how can I kind of shift that energy? Um, really listen to what the burnout is trying to teach me um, and really step into maybe a new possibility there. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thanks girl so much for having me. I loved it. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Mm -hmm.